What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sons of Legends. It's your boy, Art Dog, here with your homeboy, MJ Gunner. Oh, it's the new year, but it's the same old me. Let's see what went down in 2020. How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? I didn't understand that one at all. Man, whatever. That was dope, Art. You always get out here trying to act like my trying to act like my intros ain't, ain't where it's at, and they are. They, they really not. But... My favorite, I love year-end shows. Me too. Let's do this. And of course, we can't do this alone. We can't do it alone. We got our family favorite, my boy Teddy Duchamp. What's good, Teddy? My main man. What is up? Duchamp is here. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. All day, all day. Yes, sir. Gonna kick it off with our first category, bruh. All right, so... I figured we would start with something hot. We'll go with rivalry of the year first. 2020 in wrestling. Bet that up. I mean, I could kick it off all day. You know what I'm saying? And in my opinion, the year's best rivalry has been Jay Uso and Roman Reigns. I don't care what anybody says. This brung. Roman to a new level. This brought Jay Uso, who was primarily known as a tag team wrestler, to a new level. This one just, it made Roman seem almost untouchable. And then the fact that at the end of the rivalry, Jay Uso's like, I get it, Uso. I love you too. I love you too, Uso. I mean, this had everything from the beatings to the talking. They had a match at Hell in a Cell where Roman talked to him the whole match. <laughs> That's true. It's a good one, Art. Teddy, you champ. You want to go next? Uh, I, I mean, I, I did like that rivalry. I'm not going to say that's my rivalry of the year. My rivalry of the year uh, could easily have been Seth Rollins versus everybody had they gone that way. But I'm going to say my rivalry of the year is the intensity and the violence that has gone on with Randy Orton and The Fiend. Love Adding it. Alexa Bliss. I've never liked Alexa Bliss, never had nothing good to say about her. But since she's joined up with Bray Wyatt, she's taken herself to a whole new level. I think that whole Randy Orton-Bray Wyatt dynamic, that to me, that's must-watch TV every week. Damn right. Damn right. Mm-hmm. That's sir. All right, well, mine is Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio. These matches yeah. have been killer. Yep. The storyline was great. They introduced Dom to us. And uh, for crying out loud, they made an eye versus eye match. Damn entertaining. Like, I was expecting one of them cinematic, you know, not very like, I don't really like them cinematic matches very much. I was expecting one of those when I saw this match on paper. But it was really well done. Like, Rollins and Mysterio... No, no matter how long they went, and they did go a little long, but it was entertaining the whole way. It really was. Not just that. It it pretty much it reintroduced Ray's whole family. Yeah. It gave Buddy Murphy his own lane. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the AOP was popping for, for a hot second. Seth Rollins did mm-hmm. some wonders this year, right before having a baby. Right. I love it. Love it. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, number two, bro. All right, Let's keep it rolling. Is a comeback of the year. This year, this category is for someone who made the return in 2020. I'm going to let uh, Teddy start this one off. I'm going to be stunned as hell if this isn't unanimous between all of us. Edge, we got two good matches before he got hurt, but if 
either of you tell me you didn't get that get goosebumps and mark out when his music hit at Royal Rumble, I'm gonna call you a lie. I definitely, I definitely marked did. out. Like uh, I was on, I was up, and I was running around crazy. I could not believe it. But it's definitely not my return of the year. Uh, I was oh, obvious, brother. Okay. <laughs> I think I think mine's is obvious. MVP was my return of the year. MVP has done more for African-American wrestling in one year than Vince has done in 30. My guy MVP has put on Shelton Benjamin, Bobby Lashley, Cedric Alexander, Apollo Crews, Ricochet, and the entire Retribution. MVP killed it this year. Very good point. I got to agree with you there, Art. Most definitely. He was my comeback of the year as well. I mean, if you remember what Lashley was doing at the end of 2019. All of them. And now you see him going into 2021. It's just polar opposites. I remember that that dumb storyline he had going with Lana. I did not like like Lashley at that point. Like, at all. And now he's pretty dominant, and he looks dominant. Not just him. Cedric Alexander wasn't on TV at all. Ricochet was barely being used at all. Apollo Crews was in the background for real. Shelton wasn't on TV. Shelton wasn't on TV at all. I mean, Mustafa Ali had a nice little feud with him. Mm. MVP killed it this year. Most definitely. And I got to give him huge props for what he's done. The Hurt Business yep. is cracking right now. Yes, sir. Prime Alexander, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. Um, I, I got to give an honorable shout out to when Pac returned to AEW. Yeah. I was hyped about that. And when the trio got back together, really made me excited. I like the Death Triangle. Death Triangle. You know, I like both yeah. Lucha Bros and I yep. like Pac too. I like them together. That's pretty awesome. Because it seemed like Eddie Kingston came through. And was about to shut shit down. Mm-hmm. And Pat came back and shut all that noise up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, honorable I'm mention. Gonna give, oh, what's up, Tim? I'm going to give an honorable mention, too. And it was only a brief a brief sighting. But for everything that she went through to see Sonny Deville back on TV was also pretty awesome for me. That, too. Yep. And one, one more honorable mention to my guy, Sting. Because I've marked out on Sting twice now. At Survivor Series, when he came back, when me and Gunner were in the audience, Mark completely the fuck out, and when Sting came back to AEW, loved it. That's yeah, that's true. Yeah. Let's keep the ball rolling, buddy. Uh, match of the year. Oh, this is a tough one. Yeah. It was some great matches this year. I think I've got it. Match of the year. All right, Gunner, you kick it off then. All right, so my match of the year, I talked about this match earlier, but I'm going to bring it back up, is uh, Rollins and Mysterio, that eye for an eye match. You know, I think that this one gets it because, as I said, it was so well done. It was innovative. It was creative. And that match could have gone sour so many times, and it did not. Not just that, we came into it with very low expectations. Right, right. And then it just blew all our expectations out of the water. That match was pretty great. Uh, I actually have two matches of the year. That's why I'm going to let Teddy go, because this is a hard one for me. So go ahead, Teddy. It was for me, too. It was hard for me, too. And I think after watching... Some of my choices again. I'm going with Walter and Ilya Dragunov. That was that so good. 
Great one. The most brutal and violent match that I saw all year, aside from Finn Balor and, and uh, Kyle, Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah. Ilya and Walter, like, he couldn't even move after the match. Ilya was just in the middle of the ring, and I have never seen a story told like that with that much intensity. I mean, dude, my guy's chest was completely purple by the end of the match. His back was, too. His back just welted everywhere. And the crazy thing is, I had never seen anybody get lifted up in a sleeper hold the way that he lifted Ilja Dragunov up from the ground off his stomach to his back. And, uh, you know... And for one, one of Walter's matches to stand out as a beating, you know, that, that's got to got to say a lot because all Walter's matches are pretty much beatings, you know. They all come out with purple chests and everything. But, but yeah, the, this the whole thing this is nobody's gave it to Walter the way Ilja Dragunov gave that's it to him. That's another thing. Yeah, he definitely brought the fight to him. Not even Pete Dunne really took the fight to Walter like he did. And Pete Dunne got beat with that splash off the top rope. Mm-hmm. Ilja kicked out of that motherfucker, and I was shocked. Me too. That was a great. That's and a great I one. Match, but Ilya is the only person that's pinned Walter. Only, mm-hmm. only clean at least in the tag match. Yeah, that's right. Definitely. Um, all right, I have two. My first one, I gotta give uh, a shout out to the Undertaker. Man, the Boneyard match was a completely different level of cinematic match. That one set the tone, and they really tried to do it a bunch of times, too, after that. Mm -hmm. They tried the Firefly Funhouse match. They tried the Money in the Bank. They tried the um, uh, the Haunted House thing with Dexter Loomis, the Swamp match. But nothing compared to that Boneyard match. That was a different level of wrestling right there. That's true. It really was like a movie. Yeah, it made The Undertaker really seem like The Undertaker again. We had seen him as the dead man. We'd seen him as the American badass. We'd never seen him as Mark Calloway. Mm-hmm. AJ right. cut promos on him that made people hate him. <laughs> And it really showed how good AJ really is. All right, my second match of the year is an AEW, and I have to give it to Santana and Ortiz and the best friends for their parking lot brawl. That shit was insane. That shit was was the best parking lot brawl I've ever seen. And I'm talking about over Eddie and, and John Cena. Now, that was a good one too. But yeah, that was that was a great parking lot brawl there, Arch. They beat the shit out of each other, mm-hmm. and that shit was cr- great storytelling, great uh, spots, shit that I've never seen before. Uh, just craziness. I love that match. Great. I agree. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> I meant to say that on my DVR, and I accidentally deleted it. I'm so pissed. Yeah, that mug, <laughs> that was an uh, incredible match, dude. That was an incredible match. All right, man, let's keep the ball rolling on this joint because you know I love these shows. Pay-per-view of the year. Pay-per-view of the year. Just top to bottom, great matches all throughout. Tough. That's a tough one, too. Uh, Gunner, you go ahead and take the lead on this one. 
Alright, uh, I'm gonna go with TakeOver War Games from this year. This Great. is literally my favorite TakeOver this year. Possibly my favorite TakeOver, takeover ever. ever. I mean, it was just from top to bottom, you know. The women's war game match was crazy. Yep. Uh, Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa beat the little Which I had very low expectations of. Yeah. And that was a really good match with great storytelling. I liked the triple threat match between Leon Ruff and... Uh, Johnny Gargano and then Damian, Damian Priest. Even though you complain the whole time about Priest not beating up Ruff, and then when well, he throws him through the barricade, you're like, he "Yeah, why did he do that?" Well, he's a wrestler. <laughs> Priest acts like he doesn't want to hurt him and did not make him look good. And the men's takeover match was incredible too. Really impressed by Pat McAfee. Oh. It was a great it was a great uh, card all throughout. That was killer. That was a killer pay-per-view. Teddy, you go ahead. Pay-per-view of the year, brother. I want to say Royal Rumble because that's my favorite one, always, hands down. Always. Royal Rumble had some really good matches in it, but I was at TakeOver Portland, so I'm going with TakeOver Portland. Wow, really? Oh, uh, dang, yep. you didn't see the post? I didn't know he was at a TakeOver this year. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. take over solid seats. We got to see the Matt, the Dominic Dijakovic Keith Lee match, which was amazing. Uh, there's there's some really good matches from top to bottom. I mean, it just being there and actually it being one of the last pay per views of people there, you know, that kind of added to it too. Yeah, but overall, I'm gonna go with that one. Um, there were a lot of pay per views that really, you know, caught my eye this year. Um. SummerSlam was a real big one for me. Um, the only thing I hated about SummerSlam was Asuka got to have two title matches. Um, WrestleMania was the first time that we really saw how they were going to run without an audience. And that's what I'm probably going to give my pay-per-view of the year to is WrestleMania because it really set the tone for how sports was going to be done this year all the way around. I mean, um, yep. the introduction of the Thunderdome. Um, a lot of people were online posting that their their neighbors thought that they were watching porn when the <laughs> Rhea Ripley and Charlotte match was on because it was just yeah. a lot of... Ah! <laughs> um, the spots with uh, like Kevin Owens jumping off the WrestleMania sign, Undertaker with the Boneyard match, the Firefly Funhouse match. Like, WrestleMania really... Uh, did wonders for people this year. And I I think it's probably the highest viewed WrestleMania ever because everybody was in quarantine. Mm-hmm. Um yep. so I got I gotta give it to WrestleMania just because it really set the tone for what was to come for the rest of the year. Um Vince yep. Vince yep. really outdid himself with this one because he, uh, I got to give props to him and to Dana White because the two things that never stopped during this whole thing and Tony Khan was wrestling and the UFC. They mm-hmm. never stopped entertaining yep. us the whole year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, WrestleMania definitely pay-per-view of the year for setting the standard on how to at least give us some type of entertainment. All right, yeah, that's that's definitely true. Art, you know, we definitely it was two nights and everything. You know, two it, was, nights, it was a yeah. different uh version of WrestleMania than what we're used to, and you know they definitely hit the ball out of the park on that one. Yeah, and it, it I mean, 
nobody really knew how this was going to turn out. So they took a big chance with doing WrestleMania in the Performance Center. And it paid off. It paid off. Uh All right. So next one is uh, the Shocker of the Year. You know, this category really shouldn't need an explanation. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, oh, my God, moments, shocking moments. Um, I mean, see, now that's where I'm going to put Edge. That's why uh, I was saving it. I know Teddy had him as his return of the year, but this was my shocker of the year because no one saw this coming at all. This wasn't even, this wasn't mentioned. This wasn't like, and then the age of the internet is hard to keep things a secret. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And uh, I remember watching this guy's video on Facebook and when the buzzer countdown, he he has an accent, so he's like, burn it down! (laughs) And then Edge music hit and he's just running around the arena hugging people. (laughs) And to see men, women, children, like, Old people marking out crying because they, you know, like, we don't get moments like this that often. We Mm -hmm. definitely don't. Wrestling is something that it used to be able to surprise you. And, you know, people used to just be able to be a fan of it every week. But thanks to motherfuckers like Dave Meltzer and all these internet trolls and the spoiler reports and all that. Like, you know shit that's going to happen next week before the show even happens. There's two things that shocked us in the last five years. The return of the Hardy Boys at WrestleMania. And the return of Edge. Edge had to be on a bigger note because the look in his eyes when he came out. Like, like, I wanted to cry, too. He was about to cry. It's just the emotion, man. I mean, he was one we thought that we were never going to see again in a ring. So when we did, it just... It was just crazy. And he retired on your birthday. Yeah, it was one of my favorites, and he did retire on my 19th birthday. Uh, on, the, on your birthday, broken neck. We just knew that this was done. But for him and Beth Phoenix to both come into Royal Rumble that year and both have amazing performances, because mm-hmm. Beth got her fucking head busted open mm-hmm. and still lasted to the end. Yeah. I think uh, the thing with Edge it does mean that anything is possible. Definitely. In wrestling. I mean, him and Daniel Bryan definitely show you that the human body is capable of doing some amazing things. Because mm-hmm. both of them have come back from a broken neck, and not many people get that opportunity. Yeah, that's true. All right, Teddy, shocker of the year. Oh, shocker of the year. I've got, it was only one until. Uh, Bray Wyatt got set on fire. That was you know, crazy. That was, that was, I, I, when I thought of the Inferno match, I thought of, you know, that little arm like Kane had burned 10, 20 years ago. Right. I didn't think it was going to be, wow, that was crazy. But for me, personally, and Matt, I want to hear shit, is when Becky came out and said she was pregnant. Yeah, that right. was crazy, you know, too. You're in the middle of your prep, you got your whole career in front of you, and you're going to pause and do this now? Like, Wow, that to me was very, very shocking. That was crazy, too. And her opening the money in the bank and having the title in it. The whole time, right? I, I, oh my God, that was insane to me. That came out of nowhere. 
I mean, congrats to yep. Becky and Seth Rollins, but Jesus Christ, was she on top of the world when that happened? I mean, maybe she wanted to have a kid really, you know, right now and everything. Or maybe know? Seth doesn't know how to use the right size rubber. There's always a possibility that this is what they wanted to do with this right uh, right now. You know, they probably wanted to be parents. I mean, you do want to get it early. Yeah. You do want to start early. So by the time you're like 40, they can watch themselves. Right, right. All right. So shocker of the year for me was uh, seeing Shayna Baszler run through the elimination chamber this year. I mean, nobody, I repeat, nobody, not Triple H, not Goldberg, nobody has ever ran through an elimination chamber and eliminated like Shane everybody. Did. Like, she eliminated everybody. Like, I, that was, Including Oscar at the end. That was unreal to me. You know, just seeing her run through the, the entire elimination chamber like a hot knife through butter. Shayna Baszler came to the main roster on. Fire. Yeah, that's true. And that's true. I mean, that kind of transitions, I guess, into the next category. Into a uh, waste of the year. Yeah, most underutilized, underutilized or wasted of person of the year, which is yours. Which would be Shayna Baszler for underutilized. I mean, as you said, she came in on fire. Couldn't and nobody in my touch opinion, her. They let that fire burn out. She was. Some, she should have been the one to beat. Becky at WrestleMania, and Becky so asked them to let her lose at WrestleMania. They told her no. Like, why not? I don't get it. Only for her to give the belt to Asuka. I don't get it. Yeah, Shayna was killing shit at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Cause but there, I like the other side of her, though. Yeah, there was this hot rumor that Vince hated her wrestling style, and that was the reason she was kept off TV. Because she came in on a blaze of fire, gets a title shot, and then the next thing you know, it just deteriorates and dwindles down. And then, when she returned, she came back, and her and Nia had this awesome feud that I was looking forward to, and then they throw them in a tag team. They love to do that, throwing together tag teams. It boggles my mind. I think they expected the bar again. Because the bar started off with that best of seven rivalry. And then by the last match, we were like, holy shit, these guys are awesome. I highly doubt that that could ever be And Mick Foley threw them in a tag team. I highly doubt that could ever be recreated. I mean, that was just organic. Like, there's something about the way that those two just fit together. And it just made them into a great tag team. You know? But one in every, what, 10, 15 tab, thrown together tag teams is going to be the bar. Right. That's right. true. That's true. Teddy, who's your waste or underused talent of the year? Alistair fucking Black. Jesus Christ. I don't know. I don't know if he is currently being punished for the whole Zelina Vega thing, but I know he's not on creative's radar right now. And you are letting this man go to waste. If you're not going to use him, let him go. He's got too much talent to be sitting at home every week. Come oh, on. There, there are a couple of them because Ricochet was incredibly underused. And he is one of the most talented people I've ever seen. Ever. But my underused uh, talent or waste of the year goes to Retribution. Because this storyline started off 
really good and it had amazing possibilities and they killed it all in one night i never liked it that since we learned the names we <laughs> i'm never getting over that ever since you learned that his name was t-bar and slapjack <laughs> I can't. i'm sorry i can't do it that's the one that ruined it right and his stupid fucking mask my kid made a better mask out of a paper plate in kindergarten than what he's got exactly not just that but i mean they killed it all in one night Retribution yep. went from being very interesting, especially with Mustafa Ali joining. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see who comes next. Because there was a point where there were a million of them surrounding the Hurt Business. And yep. I was like intrigued. And then in one night, one night, they had the Fiend bury the whole team. They had the Hurt Business beat them the same day. They had Mustafa cut a promo that basically revealed that he was the hacker on SmackDown. They could have brung that. Like, they killed it all in one day. Yep. One night of Raw, they got buried three times. And I was like, what the hell just happened? That was a complete waste of six talented superstars. You had Dijakovic in there. You had Shane Thorne in there, Mia Yim, Mercedes Martinez. I think that's another reason I didn't like it very much because they took all these people away and then they gave them name, new names and under new ma- and under mask and everything. And all they were doing fine in NXT, in my opinion. And Mia Yim's fe- mask fell off. During the beginning of her match with Dana Brooke, that she lost. That's not reckoning. That's me and him. I don't want to hear it. Right, and then they punished her for it. Like, like she got kind of put down a little more in the back because of it. Like, I know they were waiting in the back and gave her hell. Like it was her fault. Like, no, y'all put these dumbass masks on him. What do you expect? My God, man, that was such a waste. Such a waste, dude. Terrible. Well, since we are talking waste, I do have another. That would be Money in the Bank this year. Just from the start to the beginning, really, in my opinion, it really is both of them because it wasn't even really a women's Money in the Bank this year. The winner just got the title. And then, you know, with the men's, let's not even open that dumpster fire. No, we got to open it. We got to feel the heat. Because, number one, you have AJ Styles grab the briefcase only to drop it. To Otis. Like, Otis didn't even get the briefcase down. He get, it gets accidentally handed to him. And then when he does have it... He know, turns it into a lunchbox. They don't do anything to make him feel like a real threat. They don't make him do anything to feel like he should even have money in the bank. I mean, Mandy was a better treasure than Money in the Bank was to him. It did more for his career. It did. And then the Miz gets it, and he's still the same the same lower mid-card Miz that we've been seeing for a while now. You they, know, they I expected give, them right. to you know, kind of push him back up once they got the money, once they got the money in the bank, and they didn't. They give the Miz the money in the bank and then throws him in handicap matches. Losing to Drew McIntyre two on one. They have AJ Styles and John Morrison help him jump uh, Drew McIntyre and still can't get the job done. Give me a break. Then 
and he loses to Grand Metalik, and they give it back to him. I wish they would have <laughs> just kept it. Please, just keep it. Like, don't give I mean, it back to him. And please, you let it be through this year. It used to. That's what they've shown to me in this year. Like, Money to Bank right now is a joke. It pretty much was this year. Everything that happened with it from the women's title being handed away all the way up to Otis uh, losing it in like, what, uh, 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 he got sued for it? I think it was the lawsuit, yeah. yeah. How dumb was the lawsuit only to have his own partner t- turn on him for us to lose another tag team? And we haven't even seen Tucker since. Nope. Sure, no, not, no I have. He's, He's running behind our truth for the 24-7 title. So, yeah, I think Money in the Bank was probably the biggest waste this year. Yeah. All right, so let's go with Male Wrestler of the Year. That's a tough one for me. I'm going to let Teddy kick it off because that's a tough one for me because I have biased opinions. Male superstar of the year, in my opinion. I don't know that I can go with just one. I mean, I, I've got my bias opinions, you know, Kevin Owens and whatnot, and he's done a great great body of work. Sammy Owens has done a great, or Sammy Zayn, sorry. Sammy Zayn's had a great body of work. You know, hasn't work on the he? Mic and he has killed it this year. Matches. Drew McIntyre's up there. You know, he's had awesome matches all year long, you know, didn't take any time off. It, it's hard because, you know, in the back of my head, there's like, Tommaso Ciampa, he's done great over in NXT, even without titles. Like, he's still interesting, and I still want to watch him, and it's hard. It's hard to pick just one. So, I guess I'm going to have to probably go ahead and say um, Drew McIntyre. Yeah, I, I think that's probably the obvious choice because Drew McIntyre has had one of those type of years where he has won the title twice this year. He's beat Brock Lesnar. He's uh, had ambulance matches. He's like put people on on top with Keith Lee and and Sheamus is back in the forefront and he's good on the mic. He's he had two matches at WrestleMania. People Doing it all without a crowd for the very first time. Yeah, Running and people belt, keep forgetting. No crap, carrying it. Yeah, people keep forgetting that he beat Big Show and Brock Lesnar in the same night. Yep. Yeah, Drew McIntyre killed it this year. A lot of people keep forgetting that right after he beat Brock Lesnar, he got challenged for the title by the Big Show. Yeah, that's wow. true. But yeah, and Drew- it just. And and Drew has Drew has been killing it this year. Yeah, most definitely has. He's been the face of the WWE this year, in my opinion. Yeah, you know he pretty much captained us through this quarantine yep. version of a WWE. And but I give Superstar this year to Roman Reigns. To be honest, I mean when Roman came back, he came back with a. I know, but when he came back, he came back like a house of fire. A fire that has not been put out yet. He is still. The most dominant person on the roster today. Let's not forget that when he left, he was still dominant because he left right before WrestleMania about to get the title shot with Goldberg. Yeah, he was only gone for a couple of months. And like I said, when he came back, he was he came right back into the swing of things. I definitely give it to Roman, in my opinion. 
Well, I'm I'm gonna switch and kind of go another route. I personally think that Randy Orton has been the superstar of the year. I mean, from beginning to end, kind of, because he started off with the Edge rivalry, which mm-hmm. got us all the way to WrestleMania. He killed it all the way up to there. He had the greatest match ever. Let's not forget that that motherfucker was a barn burner and he brung back the punt kick. Mm-hmm. Then started with Drew McIntyre breaking his jaw, winning the title this year. He might have dropped it. He took out all legends with Christian, Flair, Sean, Show, and all of them jumped them at the ambulance match. Then he ends the year with The Fiend and killing it with Alexa Bliss. This dude has been giving us wrestling storyline gold this year. Yeah, that's true. Randy has been pretty hot this year. All right. Uh, Team Battle Superstar of the Year, gentlemen. Teddy, you can go first. Because <laughs> this is going to cause an argument. I'm ready for you. <laughs> Actually, you ain't ready. You might be very, very, very surprised at my answer because as much as I want to say Becky and Nikki, I can't because they haven't done enough. As much as I love Io Shirai, I was actually talking to my girl about this last night, and she looked at me like I was, like I had just eaten coffee beans straight out the can. <laughs> I'm, 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 I can't believe I'm going to say this out loud. Matt, you can write this down. 2020 belonged to Sasha Banks. Yes, sir, it did. Go ahead. Don't interrupt <laughs> I hate saying that, especially to you. I hate saying that. But well, don't. if you think Go about ahead. it, she hit everything this year. And now that she's actually been able to defend her title and move on past her one and done, it's actually been kind of fun to see what she's doing. I, just, I, I hate to say it, but I have to go with Sasha Banks. Well, don't hate to be right, Teddy DeChamp. Don't hate to be right. Because I would also go with Sasha Banks. Who else this year has held every single title available to them? Man or woman? You're right. Nobody? Sasha Banks. This is why I would think the Sasha Banks is the women's superstar of the year. You know, I don't even have to give the reason. Teddy just gave title this year. Charlotte did. So I wouldn't use that as your argument. She didn't. She she wasn't Raw Women's Champion this year. She wasn't SmackDown Women's Champion. I'm gonna this year. I'm gonna let you don't start with me, I'm gonna Teddy let you champ. let you choose between <laughs> Charlotte and Bailey which one's gonna be women's superstar of the year, and I'll give you reasons why. How about neither? How about the reason why I love Charlotte Flair is because the Queen never failed, baby. How about the fact that she wins the Royal Rumble, goes on to WrestleMania to beat a dominant Rhea Ripley to win the NXT title, has one of the greatest matches of the year in the triple threat with EO and Rhea, leaves for a few months, come back on her first night and win the tag team titles. Say what? Uh, please shut up. Say what? <laughs> this is what I got to deal with, folks. How about the golden role this models running, running the WWE for months? Because were the hottest 
and ba- who kept their title though? So what? Are because who of kept Sasha their title? Sasha helped Bailey. Who was the away. longest reigning SmackDown Women's Champion of all time? What's this she been year? doing since she broke away from Sasha Banks? Nothing. She was the captain at Survivor Series, and got baby. To, gets eliminated first, but Arch. she's making new stars. What she has to do? No, she's not. Arch. She had a chance to make Bianca Belair. She didn't take it. So did Charlotte Flair, and she didn't take it either. So let's well, not get mad at. Bailey for for Vince keeping Bianca down. Give me a we all part. love Bianca Belair, but you take your pick, Bailey or Charlotte, baby. Neither, because they've been because neither, on one this because year. Neither is women's superstar of the year. Art. They are to me. Well, you're wrong. But I would like to give an honorable mention to Deanna Perazzo because she's been in TNA murdering the game, baby. She came in and fucking snatched that title from Jordan Grace so fast. And Jordan Grace was was on like a roll. She couldn't be stopped for a minute. And Deanna Perazzo came in, shut the game down right fast. And she brought another person up with her, which I, I don't I don't remember her name in TNA, but in WWE she was Kimberly. With the little tutu in the May Young Classic. Uh <coughs> but, I know her name. I yeah, just can't think of it. I her gotta right now. give I gotta give an honorable mention to Deanna Perrazzo because WWE squandered the opportunity to use her. And TNA took the ball and ran with it. She came in arm barring the fuck out of everybody. Yes, that's cool. All right, uh, bonus categories. Breakouts. All right, fine. Breakout. Breakout start of the year. Go ahead. Let's go Keith Lee, baby. Keith Lee been killing it. My man went from, for real, not even being seen that often. And this year, he just was a house of fire winning the North American title. Bam. Winning the NXT title. Bam. At the same time, beating Adam Cole, who was the longest reigning NXT champion ever. You hear me? Comes in, beats Adam Cole, gets a double title. He got smashed by Kieran Cross, but then he came to Raw and beat Randy Orton in his first pay-per-view match on the main roster. He's getting a title shot this week on Raw. I mean, Keith Lee has been on fire. Yeah, I, I dig that art. Uh, Teddy Duchamp, breakout star of the year. Okay, so I like the Keith Lee thing, but I mean, being watching NXT for a while, I can't really say he was a breakout because I was already on the Keith Lee Express. If I'm going breakout star, I've got two names in mind. One of them is Bronson Reed, and the other one is Dexter Loomis. Yeah, so I like both of those guys. I also, NXT also... Has just done amazing things. Dexter, I think, is going to be. If he stays in NXT, a force to be reckoned with. I absolutely love his character and storyline. And Bronson Reed, to me, could easily be standing next to Keith Lee. Yeah, he could. He's very athletic, very agile. Uh, Bronson Reed is one of those standouts that I was looking at a while back. I'm just waiting on him to kind of get his push. All right, uh, I'm going to go kind of throw a curveball here. This person may not have done a lot, lot this year. But what he has done has been incredible, and that would be Pat McAfee. Yeah, Pat McAfee killed it. Like, for someone yeah. who had never wrestled anywhere in his life, to come here to, to NXT and do the things that he did, you know, he's got probably the best mic skills, well, some of the best mic skills on the roster, 
And his matches have not been that bad either. You know, no. he's working good matches too. Not just that. I'd kind of like to say that Pat McAfee is the best outside star that WWE's ever had. I definitely say that. And we've seen we've seen some good shit. We've seen Lawrence Taylor. We've seen uh, Floyd Mayweather. For God's sakes, we got to see Snooky. But, you know, some, some of those guys, you know, some of these guys and girls, they just come in for one match to the heart. Right. Like, he kept it going. Pat McAfee actually told one of the best stories this year with him and Adam Cole. <laughs> yeah, he still cracks me up, man. And Pat McAfee's over there running his mouth, Adam Cole. <coughs> Shut up, Pat! Right. <laughs> and, and then on the show when he's like, you know, you're a small guy. He's like, oh, you want to use size? Yeah, that was, like, that was pretty Like, this storyline was going before we even knew what was happening. Yeah, it was. You know what I mean? And then when it got to the point where Pat McAfee threw that punt kick at him at the table and Trip pushed him, mm-hmm. and, like, Pat McAfee did some shit this year. He and did. then the brand. I love the brand. Mm-hmm. With yes. uh, Pete Dunne and Oni Larkin oh, and Danny Burch, mm-hmm. I feel like... Yep. Larkin and Birch were underused from the beginning. That's true. And now stand out tag team. And now they're right in the front where they belong. Right there where they belong. Mm-hmm. Only Larkin is a worker, baby. That dude deserved it. But yeah, I I I totally agree with that with that Pat McAfee thing. And um I also wanted to give um a honorable mention, of course, to Orange Cassidy. He grew on me this year. He, if you remember, if <laughs> he you grew remember on me this year. When we first found out about Orange Cassidy on this show, we didn't really have that many that much uh, nice stuff to say about him. You know, we thought of kind of his, we kind of thought his gimmick was kind of cheesy. You know, man wrestles with his hands in his pockets. You know how how goofball is that? But he did. He grew on me too. You know, like I think his rivalry with Chris Jericho showed that he's not all gimmick. Yeah. You know, and I think that I really needed to happen, and it did. I'm happy for it. All right, man. Uh, Let's go with the saddest moment of the year. Okay. Got to do it. Um, There are a couple, uh, uh, actually a bunch of moments that hit us this year that were, like, really, really sad. But um, the two that definitely come to mind first is Brody Lee because mm-hmm. I've never – seen an outpour from the wrestling community like I did with Brody Lee. Like, all the walls were dropped with this one. Mm-hmm. WWE dropped the shit. AEW dropped the shit. Like, the fans online dropped all the shit. Like, this was different. This one was different. The other one that hit us different was Kobe Bryant. Yeah, it's true. Like, the world stopped on the day of the Royal Rumble this year because of what happened with Kobe and all those other people. Yeah, that that's, that's the whole thing. Like, when Kobe and Gianna died, it hit the world differently. When Brody Lee died, it hit the world differently. You know what I mean? This was a different... Because we lost a lot of people this year. Yeah, I fucking love Alex Trebek. We yeah. lost him this year. Pat Patterson died this year. You know what I'm saying? We we lost a lot of people this year. And 300,000 to COVID. Mm-hmm. Those two deaths stopped time for a minute. Yeah, that's true. Tell you what about you. 
Worst moment? Saddest uh, moment. Saddest moment. Other than Brody Lee, I mean, like that one, that one right there tops my list. Other, I mean, it's nowhere near as bad, and you hate to, to compare things, so I'm not trying to, but outside of that, for me, it was Edge getting hurt. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you have all this momentum, you just came back, thank God it's not your neck, but damn, dude. But yeah. That, that kind of derailed things. You I, know, I kind of, but... Huge disappointment I, for me. With, with the Edge thing getting hurt, man, I mean, I think it was kind of like a beautiful disaster because we got to see him come back and have two classics, one at Mania and one at the greatest match ever. I don't even know what that pay-per-view was called because they kept calling it the greatest match ever. I think it was at Backlash. Backlash. Yeah. And, I mean, I, could, I couldn't have asked for more when when he did that. You know what I mean? I, I didn't... Ex- I kind of didn't really expect the title run. I thought this was going to be like a one rivalry, one-off rivalry. I didn't think that he was going to keep going. Mm-hmm. I didn't have that image in my mind of him going for a title again at like 40-something. Yeah. I did have the image of him making new stars, having a new version like of the Edgeheads or something like that. But yeah, that was that was terrible too. That was a terrible moment too. Yeah, it was. Cause they were showing the X rays of his shoulder, and man, he had been through so much to get back. Mm-hmm. But yeah, go ahead, Matt. Uh, okay. Well, I think the saddest moment of this year is was the verdict with Brown and Taylor. To be honest with you. Oh yeah, you that know, one I, hurt. I really thought that we stood a chance with this one. You know, I thought that, you know, Justin was going to be served and, you know, we she was going to get hers. And a lot of people, I'm, in, I'm in one of those feel that she didn't. No, you, you, we know that she didn't. And not only did she not get justice, the fact that the walls did and she didn't. Like, that's the cop got charged for the bullets that missed was insane. Stuff like that's just heart wrenching, really was insane and that's why it's so important to vote to get these people out of here that don't do us any good mm-hmm. all those the the Mitch McConnells and the 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 rest of the motherfuckers that that just don't want to help us out cuz bitch ass Mitch you know you could have gave us that 2000 saying even your money you act like it's coming out of your pocket Anyway, let's let's brighten the mood up. Let's go with our funniest moments of the year. Brighten this shit up a little bit. I got a couple of them for real. Cause one of my favorite, I'm telling like this hilarious ass moment was it was um a match in AEW with Santana. And he catches a Canadian destroyer and like stands all the way up like stiff as a board and fall. Like Santana is one of the best. Santana and Ortiz both are some of the best sellers in the game right now. Between them and like Dolph Ziggler, nobody sells anything like Dolph. Dolph makes it feel like 
if you big boot him, you just literally took his head off. <laughs> These are some of the best sellings that I've seen. That's true. My favorite, though, one of my funniest moments just happened was the Gargano Christmas. <laughs> I was definitely going to mention the way. I That's fucking hilarious. love the way. Like, first <laughs> off, them giving. Austin Theory, the Gargano whey protein. <laughs> and then, no, the way he reacted to, oh, I'm going to be a big, strong five. boy like you. <laughs> he's bigger than Johnny He's Gargano. bigger than Johnny Gargano. And he's saying, I'm going to be a big, strong boy like you. <laughs> Them gifting Indy the family oh name. My gosh. Johnny Wrestling. Candace Wrestling, and now we have Indie Wrestling. Wrestling. (laughs) Oh, they're great. Uh, Him rummaging through the rubble for seven hours just to get Candace the last remnants of Shotzi Blackheart's tank. Or when Austin Theory wins the future Star Award and then Candace LeRae's like, okay, share with Indy. Share with share Indy. Indy now. <laughs> like she's her mother or something. Uh, the way it is just pouting, you know, before before uh, she takes it away from, from Austin Theory. How can, I mean, how can you not love Johnny Gargano and The Way? I love The Way. Yeah, they're awesome. Johnny Gargano would have been my breakout star of the year, but I can't give breakout star to someone who's been there for 10 years. You can give him breakout star because this is the year he really broke through. Man, to me, Johnny Gargano did wonders this year. I just didn't want to be biased and give him breakout star when he's not a breakout. He's not a breakout. This is the year he broke through, in my opinion. But, yeah, I mean, him winning the North American title twice this year. Breaking the curse this year. Breaking the curse this year. Getting to show off some of his personality this year. Because we all know Johnny hates wheels. Yeah, we all know this. It's a fact. But, yeah. Funniest moment, Teddy. Funniest moment. So, there's no secret I love R-Truth and the whole 24-7 Chase, that's where my favorite comes from when the shark ate little Jimmy. Oh, my God. I sat in my room, and I laughed so hard. Little Jimmy, why are you? You get ate by a shark, and I lost my shit. For me, that's my funniest moment of the year. (coughs) I I loved when he went to Gronk's house to pin him. (laughs) Was this the year where Drake Maverick couldn't consummate his marriage with his wife? No, that was last year. Uh, that was last year. Damn. That was last that was year. Beginning of the year. That worked. <laughs> but that was hilarious, though. Yeah. That was hilarious. Uh, Fabulous Truth was last year, but I that was hilarious. Fabulous Truth so um, much. Our Truth has been classic, really, all year. Whether he's been doing the stuff with Gronk, whether he's been doing the stuff with uh, Tazawa and the Ninjas. Mm-hmm. Whether it was the stuff that he was doing, just popping up in people's promos, asking them weird questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Street Profits giving uh, Sami Zayn the shirt. That was funny to me. Them saying I was <laughs> uh, Intercontinental Champion right yeah. before he loses. <laughs> Matt hated it. But I love the Street Profits and the Ninjas and the Good War Lord. Raiders. One of the- 
He I hated, hated it. That I hated that match, man. Because I, I just felt like they, they were kind of overusing the cinematic matches between that and the and the Money in the Bank ladder match and the Swamp Fights. Like, the Boneyard match was great. Why can't we just leave the Boneyard match to be great? Why we got to have all these movie matches? Because they they're not all going to be the yeah, Boneyard match. They tried to strike while the iron was hot, I guess, with the cinematic stuff, and it just didn't pan out that way. But yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh female super um we did female. We gotta do overall competitor of the year to round this mug out. Okay. And then we'll do our twenty twenty favorite moments and that'll end our show right there. So uh overall, who was the best wrestler this year? This is this is difficult. It is. I know it's hard because it's so much great wrestling. But I'm going to go ahead and bite the bullet. And I am going to give it to Cody Rhodes. I was thinking Cody. And the reason I'm going to give it to Cody Rhodes is because Cody gave us a lot of great moments. You know what I'm saying? He gave, he gave us squash matches when he got squashed by Brody. He gave us long, great matches like the ones he had with Darby Allin and... You know, the, his little run that he had with uh, Cabana and the Dark Order and all the things that he was doing this year. I kind of wanted to give it to Moxley because Moxley was champ. But I feel like Cody had a bigger impact on the company than Moxley had this year because Cody so. was doing a lot of different things. He really was. I mean, there was one point where he was coming out and his interests were like seven people. Yeah, he got, he, he had Arn, Cody behind him. Yeah, he had Arn and Brandy and her tag partner and, 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 and all of and, and he had a lot of and people coming Dustin out. Dustin and 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 uh, QT Marshall. Yeah, QT Marshall and whoever QT Marshall was coming. Like I'm like, dude, how many that people do you need to come out with you? You're fighting one guy. Uh, that's the Rose family. <laughs> They're pretty big. But yeah, Cody Cody did his thing this year. I Overall, so I think Cody had the biggest impact on the wrestling business this year. I'll give you that. Teddy the champ. Not to mention I can't wait for the AEW game. Mm-hmm. Now see it's funny it's funny because I was going in that direction too, but I wasn't going with Cody. I was actually gonna go with John Moxley. Just because yeah. well and I have honorable mention, but I'm saying Moxley, he, he's carried out feuds. He's brought a passion back that I think overall was missing. His storytelling has been great. His promos are great. His his match with Eddie Kingston, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I, I would Moxley, but I'm going to give a I'm going to give my honorable mention to Chris Jericho. Yeah, Jericho's wow. done a lot he's this year. Elevated. He knows his time. His time is numbered, and he's elevating. He's brought Orange Cassidy up. He's bringing MJF up. He's still working with Sammy Guevara and everybody else in the inner circle. My my honorable mention goes to to Chris Jericho. Yep, yep. I'm gonna go ahead and give it to Drew because, as I said, he did kind of carry us through all this uh, pandemic stuff. Right, the WWE's uh, version the last few months yeah. since the coronavirus happened. You know, Drew's been the captain of a ship, as they say. Yeah. I'm going to give it to Drew. I want to give an honorable mention to MVP, too. Yeah. Because MVP's done a lot for African-Americans this year. 
MVP has really brought the game up. He really did. All right, you guys, what's your favorite moments of 2020? Uh, things that you'll always remember, you know what I mean? Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick this off, man. My, my favorite in the wrestling world, my, my favorite moment of 2020 probably was, um, I mean, it's, it's a tough one because there were so many, there were so many, but I think I'll never forget uh, the week of our podcast when Lana got hurt after going through a table nine weeks in a row and finally getting hurt just due and Lana gets hurt and I didn't know. And Gunner tells me that Oscar's gonna have to find a new partner. Why do this to me? And I just looked at him and smiled. And he's like, Don't give me that shit eating grin. She's not coming back. And I'd be damned if the two people that he hated the most on the roster won the tag team titles. I'd- I swear to God, at least this, 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 this stuff just to mess with me, okay? The one person I would hate to see Oscar team with more than Lana hap- just happens to be the person she wins the tag title with, Art. I don't know. What the hell, man? I, I don't know. Hey, why do they torment me so? I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. <laughs> I'll never forget it. All right, uh, my pick for a moment of the year would be Sasha winning the uh, SmackDown Women's title. No, defending, you should say. Uh, it's winning because I just knew for a fact <laughs> it just had to be different this time. You know, when she got it, I'm like, okay, it's going to be different this time. It was She's a long storyline. She's going to get her shine this time. I just know it, and I'm glad that she is. I will never forget that match or the moment where she did finally win it and defend it. Yeah, <laughs> that was a long storyline because yeah. I remember you thought it was her time and then they jumped her and broke, stumped the chair on her neck. Yeah, they just got to <laughs> draw it out. <laughs> but Why yeah. do you got to make me wait for it? All right, Teddy, most memorable moment of 2020. Oh, God, most so memorable many. moment of 2020. There is. I mean, I, I keep going back to Edge coming back, but my most memorable moment in 2020 for me, uh, the end of the Seth Rollins Mysterio family feud, because it was over. Finally. Like, I, it, it, it lasted it like seven months. It so long. It, it didn't need to go on that long. That was, that, that, <laughs> that's was my number two time. favorite moment. It lasted about three pay-per-view, three or four. Watching, um, Pat McAfee kick Adam Cole in the head. Just because I've wanted to do that for so long. And not just that. <laughs> Remember how you thought it was over because Seth Rollins got drafted to SmackDown? Then the next week oh, they draft Mysterio? <laughs> oh, no, you don't. <laughs> this ain't over yet. That was funny. No. Advertisement like a motherfucker. That was funny. But yeah, after that, it's... It's McAfee kicking Adam Cole in the head. Like I said, I've wanted to do that for years, and, and to see somebody outside of the wrestling world actually do it was just very satisfying for me. I know. And not only that, Pat McAfee, man, shout out to him for wearing a neck brace the next day on his podcast <laughs> after War Games. That's dedication. Yeah. Dedication, man. I'm telling you, Pat McAfee has got a future in this business if he wants it. 
Mm-hmm. But if you want one, he sure does. But yeah, man, that's all we got for you guys today, man. Tell it, Teddy, tell him where to reach you, bro. Man, you can find me on Facebook at Teddy Duchamp or on Instagram at Snatchy Smurf. All day. Gonna tell him where to reach you. Man, Lindsay on Facebook. Art Dog 1 on Instagram, Art Dog 3 on Twitter, Arthur Quinn on Facebook. Hit us up at the Sons of Legends 21 at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Uh, thank you guys for listening to the Sons of Legends. Welcome in 2021 Happy with New a bang, Year. baby. Happy Let's get New it. Year, everybody. We made it. See you guys next week. All right.